You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul highlights the presence of the teraphim, hidden in plain sight on Aaron's vestments, daftly woven by scripture as a test for those of us who love shiny buttons. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. And the Lord said to Moses, Make my fiery serpent and set it on a pole. Now the Hebrew does not say fiery serpent as we heard earlier. The Hebrew says, Ase leka saraf. It uses only saraf, the singular of seraphim, the burning one. So the text is tricky on purpose to show you that the Nahash to which you appeal is always double-faced. It's like I explained in my latest podcast about the fire and the light. Now, because we are in the 21st century, light for us, even the light of the fathers, is always the electrical light. That's what you see at Christmas in our churches. But, you know, the Orthodox still have this in their liturgy, where at least one day during Easter, where they light a candle... And they tell the parents, watch out that the children in church would not bear the hair of the lady who is in front of them. In other words, the candle is a blessing, but it's a tricky blessing. It can start a fire in the church. Do yourself a saraf and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. And so Moses made a bronze serpent. Notice the Hebrew. Nehash Nehoshet. The bronze is also Nehash. Those who know Arabic know that. That's why you put a bracelet of bronze to push away the evil eye, the Nahash. You counteract the Nahash with the Nahash. And if a serpent bit any man, but notice the Hebrew, if Han-Nahash, the serpent, bit any man, he would look at the bronze serpent, which is 
Nahash Han Hoshet, and he shall live. I mean, if you don't hear Genesis 2 and 3 here, you're not listening to the Bible. It's there, which means the sin, there are no new sins. The sin is repeated generation after generation, the same sin of disobedience. So, we better be careful, here I have an aside, that, and I'm going to mention this another time, especially if you are orthodox, where your bishop does not have a staff, which is a shepherd's staff, but it's a staff, which is very funny, with a cross and then two serpents. And in all our presentations, we say this is a reference to the serpent of Moses and so on. And the bishop now has it, the new Moses. Are you kidding me? So all the Orthodox without realizing, they venerate the staff of the bishop because they think that just by venerating it, you are saved. No. You have to do the commandment of God. But I'll come back to that. I'm going to quote you another text. This was from Numbers, which is the book immediately after Leviticus. But now, let's jump way ahead to 2 Kings 13, at the end of 2 Kings. And we hear a text. Again, bear with me. We need to hear it in its totality to get the message. And the king, who realized that Samaria was a city of idolatry and sin, he broke in pieces the pillars and cut down the asherim and filled their places with the bones of men. And then suddenly you have a reference to that prophet Amos. It could be Hosea, but it works better with Amos. And then hear what is said in the text. Moreover, the altar at Bethel, the high place erected by Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin that altar with the high place, he pulled down and he broke in pieces its stones, crushing them to dust. Also, he burned the Asherah. It reminds you of Genesis 11. And as Josiah turned, that is the good king, assumedly good, he saw the tombs there on the mount, and he sent and took the bones out of the tombs and burned them upon the altar and defiled it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed who had predicted these things. Then he said, What is yonder monument that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah. And that applies very well to Amos, if you have read his book. 
and predicted these things which you have done against the altar at Bethel. And he said, Let him be, let no man move his bones. So you see the importance of the prophets, and I'm going to come back to that when I'm going to quote a text from Jeremiah. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet who came out of Samaria, if you want, that would be Hosea. I mean, biblically speaking. And all the shrines also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which kings of Israel had made, provoking the Lord to anger, Josiah removed. He did to them according to all that he had done at Bethel. Remember the famous text of Bethel, come to Bethel and sin. So all your ecclesiastical services as basically sin because you are serving the God which is in your mind, the God of theology and not the living God of scripture. And he slew all the priests of the high places. That's a very nice text to read to the Orthodox who are usually excited about holy priesthood. Now you already feel the upper hand of the prophet Moses over the priest Aaron. And he burned the bones of men upon them, then he returned to Jerusalem. Now let's hear carefully the following verses. And the king commanded all the people, Keep the Passover to the Lord our God, as it is written in this book of the covenant. You know the story, a chapter before when the book was discovered, and then the people realized that they were sinning. Before that, they did not. Which means that it is the teaching of God that reveals your sin. Not your tears of repentance, as we teach in our church. But hear the following verse. For no such Passover had been kept since the days of the judges who judged Israel, or during all the days of the kings of Israel, or of the kings of Judah. Are you kidding me? When the law tells you that you have to celebrate the Passover every year. But the text is telling us that the people did not do that since the time of the judges, which means since the entry of the land after Joshua, because in Joshua we are told that Joshua celebrated which means the Passover was forgotten, which means the people were not listening to the statutes of God. Not that God just got excited. No, there is a reason. But in the 18th year of King Josiah, this Passover was kept to the Lord in Jerusalem. After centuries of non-observance. 
But I want you to listen to the following verse because verse 23 sounds a culmination for theologians and parish priests who love to preach their own word. No, there is verse 24. Moreover, Josiah put away the mediums and the wizards, which you hear about in Isaiah 8, do not follow what the mediums and the wizards, but go back to the teaching. But notice what mediums and wizards, which are obviously negative, are followed by the teraphim and the idols. So the teraphim, which we talked about as being part of the vestment of Aaron, is squeezed between mediums and wizards and idols. I mean, only the biblical author talk like this. Ask any priest to preach, they drop the teraphim. Meaning-wise. But it's a trick. And I explained to you in a previous podcast that taraf in Arabic means luxury. It's like your dome and your bell and your icons and your censers and the bishop's staff in the Orthodox Church. That's not good because the bishop's staff the way it is in the Orthodox Church, according to scripture, is a teraphim. Tricky. And notice the fifth word, and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and Jerusalem, that he might establish the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.